I want to welcome my guest today is Bria Grant. Bria, good to see you. Good morning, Charlie. Bria is the um, executive director for Unite. Is it Unite Y or Unite Wisconsin? Unite Wisconsin, but we like to say Unite WI. Unite WI. That's the abbreviation for Wisconsin. So, sorry. So, uh, Bria is the executive director there, and we'll we'll get to that mm -hmm. in a minute. Um, but let's talk about your formative years, your early years. So, you were born in Mississippi. Yes, Indianola. So what day were you born? November 4th. <laughs> so today would be your birthday. Today is my birthday, oh, happy Charlie. Birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> today is Priya's birthday. So not only is she out here on a Saturday morning uh, taking up time, it's her birthday, and she's out here on a Saturday morning taking her time to come in and, and do this show. This so, is absolutely worth, a, yes, this is birthday worthy. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, talk about your formative years mm -hmm. and uh, your uh, the way that you got from in Mississippi up to uh, or went to college. Yeah. So um, I think like many people who migrated from the south to the north, um, my, my family moved north when I was about five years old um, for jobs, right? We had the industrial um, season happening and, and so there were great opportunities in addition to, you know, support for families overall here in, in the north compared to the South. So, of course, I had no choice in that. Right. I just kind of came along as children do. Um, but I, I attended MPS growing up. I went to Marshall, John Marshall High School, mm -hmm. which is a school of communications. You know, ironically, you don't even realize the, what, what's being planted in you as a, as a child. You just live life, right? You just kind of go along. You see what your parents, you know, take you to or, you know, share with you. Uh, you, you listen to the teachers or even if you don't realize you're taking in all of these seeds that, that later feed into your life, it's, it's happening regularly. And so... Um, I say that because every once in a while I do radio, and so I, I never thought I would be in radio. When I think about the fact, you know, that was a part of my high school exposure, um, even though at that moment it was like, oh, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. That doesn't seem right. like something I would enjoy. Um, I do it. I uh, was homeschooled the period of my high school um, career, right? And so um, it was a really, really unique experience. Uh, it, it created um, uh, a lot of understanding as a young person the importance of, um, of of getting it done and being responsible. And you know that you know you need to have order and structure in your life if you are going to accomplish some things because life is just life. It, what life is, and and I was homeschooled because uh, during the during. Uh, my high school career is like the 90s. Um, Milwaukee had some challenges. And so um, I had brothers and cousins and um, it just was not what um, my guardian felt was a safe environment for me. And, um, and so it was a real disruption in some ways, but it helped me because we had a family business that I worked in, early childhood education. Uh, so that's a near and dear thing to my heart. I grew up with, with at eight, I was typing on a typewriter, <laughs> typing out files as a, as a part of our, our family, uh, family business. But at 16, I was running classrooms and I was, you know, doing a lot of family and parent engagement and 
um, early childhood development and strategies with our teachers and um, it was a really great experience although on the side I had to do my homework I didn't I didn't have an opportunity to you know cheer and play tennis anymore it was kind of like you, you go into this mode or I was kind of pushed into this mode of you need to get ready for life Right. And um, it was great, you know. I don't, I don't regret any of it. It helped shape who I am today. So you, you went to college at uh, Springfield College mm -hmm. in Springfield, Massachusetts, um, but you got your degree in human services. Yes. So talk about your your educational experience and uh, where you were hoping or thinking that your career would be going after college. Yeah. So, um, so I was encouraged to go into nursing. Uh, my godmother, my auntie, you know, a lot of my southern, uh, my family in the south, uh, they're like, you, you're going to go into nursing and, you know, it's going to be great. You're going to have job security. And, you know, at first it was exciting. And then it was kind of like, mm, I, I think I want to do something more. Um, I had an experience in college because although I completed my um, undergrad at Springfield, I attended Russ College in Mississippi for the first two years. Uh -huh. And I had an experience there that was really transformative. It was, it was um, uh, in the South, you know, the racism is different than what it looks like here in the North. And uh, the experience was really eye-opening where it shifted my, my desire. It helped me lock in on, on my path of, you know, areas of social justice. You know, where, where can I best serve where the least of these can have, you know, the, the proper treatments? Um, the, the proper access to care, right? And so um, my journey right out, of, right out of college with my undergrad was at an organization called CYD, Career Youth Development. Um, uh, that here in Milwaukee? It's here in Milwaukee, okay. historic organization. And, and I started off in um, mental health in AOTA, uh, experiencing some of our most vulnerable populations, like rights in hey, you know, good morning, and right at your door is someone that is in dire need. Right. Um, and is a nonprofit organization with a great heart, um, but stretched resources, right? And so you needed to do all that you could to help that individual. You know, no one was turned away, which I really appreciate having that seed planted by Ms. Janetta Robinson. Like, how do, we, how do we make sure we can serve you know, the least of these. Oh, everyone that can come to our doors. Um, and so what it helped me recognize is what the heavy lift was on the ground, right? right? You know, why are we experiencing these these injustices, these disparities? Um, and now that's a lot of the public health language, you know, early in the, you know, 2000s, I guess. <laughs> um, Ancient history. It, I, I know, right? That's not like my 13-year-old. Like, nah, that was a long time ago, like, it wasn't. It was just yesterday. Um, but you know that that public health language wasn't wasn't common, and so we just we just knew that we needed to um, you know bridge the gap for individuals that needed support, uh, and that is something that carried with me in my career. Uh, the reason why I have done things that I probably would have never thought I would do, um, but that is what life does. Sure. So you have. Since college, you've got a lot of experience, and and I don't want to put a number on it because then people will be able to figure out how old you are on your birthday today. 
Um, but you've done a lot of workforce development, yeah. um, community development, business consulting. So talk about that aspect of your career and the journey from the, where you we were just talking about starting after college, leading up to uh, Unite Wisconsin. Yeah. So what you realize when you're working on the ground in the trenches is, you know, all that's above you, right? All that is really contributing to what's coming down here at the bottom. You can look up and see, oh, all right, so that's a disconnect in this system. Here is something that's missing over here. This is what we need to address address there on this, this level, right? And so being just, you know, conscious and, and aware that, you know, if, if I want to catapult the work that we're doing on the ground, we really need to we need to address some of the things that has nothing to do with the people on the ground. Let me tell you what, what autumn reminds me. Every year when I'm raking the leaves in my backyard that has no trees, I'm reminded of all of life inconveniences that I experience that has nothing to do with me, right? I mean, I gladly go out and rake my leaves. I, I, I make it a joy because if I don't, I'd be upset about the fact that I don't even have trees in my backyard, but I'm raking them. Um, and, and so what you recognize is in some ways there are a lot of things that, that has nothing to do with the people that are, that are impacted by them. And, and how do we begin to address that? So the question of how just takes you down this little rabbit hole in life, right? Like, oh, all right, so I'm working with AOTA and mental health. You know, this is not enough. Let me go upstream, right? How do I, how do I impact? Um, one of the things I recognize is that recidivism um, and, and our overall work at Unite WI is around health equity, um, addressing those social barriers, reducing stressors, improving health outcomes. So one of the things uh, I recognize, I had, um, I, I did work with DOC, uh, my, my primary populations with individuals on probation and parole, and I served as their, their mental health counselor and, and AOTA provider. The DOC Department of Corrections. Department of Corrections, right. I'm sorry, to use acronyms, that's public health. And so uh, I, I recognize that while these, these men were trying, and some of the things that were sending them back to jail was like, dropping dirty, you know, for cannabis. Well, we know that the lifespan of, uh, of cannabis is much longer than alcohol or, or other substances. In the bloodstream. In the bloodstream, right? So we're going to penalize a person for their coping. That is what we recognize it as, right? How do we begin to look at policy that says, or it, Maybe we we take into consider more consideration more that individuals have life stressors that 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 don't allow for them to cope well. Um, doesn't negate the fact that they have these very stringent rules. I don't know if you've read the list of uh, rules for individuals on probation and parole, but it's almost like the perfect citizen um, that I probably like if I was under that kind of guidance would, right. would probably struggle to, to follow every every T to the dot. Um, but nonetheless, how do we prevent this increased rate of recidivism just by saying, hey, this this method of coping we know is not healthy, but we're not going to penalize you for it. Right. By having those small conversations that then lead to bigger ones. Um, and that's just one example of how the question of how can lead you down the rabbit hole of, of, of addressing so many, many things that quite honestly led to Unite WI. This happened by accident. Like truly, Charlie. I tried to give this work 
to so many organizations in our community. Right. Because community, so CYD would have housed it, but they didn't exist anymore, right? Another systematic issue we have in health equity. Um, and so Unite WI was formed because there was no, no space that was asking that how do we, how do we address in all of these areas? You were kind enough to invite me to go to uh, uh, Serenity House, which is a sobriety um, home for, uh, I guess, about a dozen men where I, mm -hmm. I was uh, teaching a class. And part of that was the, some of the things that you're involved with, Unite, uh, Unite WI, Unite Wisconsin. But it was very instructive for me because I did some research on what foods are good yeah. for recovery. And it was, oh, I didn't. You know, who knew that, you you know, fish and chicken are the best things. Red meat is not. Um, but there are some specific reasons for it. So I did learn some things, and the, the guys were that were cooked with us were, I think they were really into it. Um, even though it was fish. Yeah. And, you know, fish in Wisconsin. Eh. Um, <laughs> but we did have a good time. And then that's part of mm -hmm. your whole... Um, thing about trying to how many different things can we do in the community how can we bring people how can we bring our some of our health determinants into a better situation mm -hmm. for for everybody so mm -hmm. the work there is appreciated um i do want to talk about that a little bit more but i do want to get to one thing that you you didn't talk about but in 2014 you ran for public office oh i skipped that part didn't i yeah you did charlie <laughs> um, you ran for the state assembly yeah um you didn't win however um you put yourself out there, which 99.9% .9 of the people will never experience, yeah. don't want to do it, yeah. don't know how to do it. So the fact that you went out there and were in an election, um, I think you'd be commended for. So talk a little bit about, briefly about that experience. Well, you know, I, I will say I won, Charlie. Well, you did. I you won did. in a lot of ways. Um, let me let me share. Sometimes, and I learned this after after the election and working in government. Sometimes the strategy is not to get that prize, but to get to 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 see the landscape, yeah. right? Um, to to just get into the space. Um, and and while I did jump out there, it was not a desire for me to be elected. It was where I saw policy change. You're like people yelling bad things at you. Well, you, you, know, you know what I struggled with? Um, I struggled with the ability to appease so many different right. people. Right? I'm like, I just want to be able to impact policy. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to get caught up into the the, the minutia of... Right, you had a Facebook post 20 years ago where you said... Oh. My yeah. gosh! Yeah, so that's yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to get into that type of. Well, so I, but I do commend you for putting yourself out there because most people will never even experience it. Yeah. And um, you know, like you said, you learned a lot. Yeah. And I think it pushed you in areas towards policy, towards mm -hmm. things that you really wanted to make an impact on. So let's talk. Let about, me talk about so, that really quick. Yeah. I was going to dive into this uh, this uh, next question you have, I believe. So, so let me share what happened. After I ran for office, Senator Lena Taylor offered a position in her office to me. And, and I will say it was probably the, the best on-the-ground, hands-on experience in government that I ever could have had. Um, at the time, she was one of the joint members of finance. 
um, there was a lot of demand and responsibility in the office, right? Not just as, you know, I, I recognize, like, how does this actually really work? Well, you know, when you're working for an elected, where there's at the, the city, county, state level, or the federal level, the people behind the scenes do the work. You know, you, didn't, you don't know that on the surface because it seems like the president is so poised. He gets up there with his paper and he has everything bam, bam, bam. And it's just like great. But quite honestly, they're the spokesperson, right? They're the person that's coming out to say, this is what we have. We, we put this together and this is the information. And, and so what it helped, not to say that, that those individuals don't guide the ship, right? That they don't have passions and areas that they, they, um, they contribute greatly, right? Because they're still, um, you know, governing a team. But what it helped me understand is what it takes to bring community and government together. Like, government speaks a language that people are just missed. And as a regular citizen, I'm just a, a young black girl from Mississippi, you know, married with children. I was married at that time, not anymore. But married with children, elections are rough. Elections are rough. <laughs> Oh, I just want to just want to share that with you all. Um, but 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 that that was my background. I wasn't anybody spectacular. I wasn't raised in politics aside of as a child seeing my dad read, read the newspaper, talk about world events and local events, right? But it wasn't like, oh, you guys need to vote and we need to do this. It, I wasn't exposed in in into the civic engagement in such way. It was um, a wonderful experience for me to see, like, oh, this is why people need to vote. Um, so we've we've have talked about unite Wisconsin throughout this. So why don't you talk a little bit about the mission in the community and some of the things that uh, you're involved with? And as I mentioned, it was you know I went out on the. Uh, uh, cooking demonstration to the sobriety place. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. And yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. That was that was fun. And you know, that's a primary goal of Unite WI. We want to serve as a hub bring, bridging community gaps. Um, from from individual stakeholders to members to funders. Like how do we how do we connect all of these pieces that really need to work in alignment to have the best health outcomes. Um, you know, we talk about uh, what our birth disparities look like here in, in our, our state. Um, that while they're decreasing overall, there's still a gap between black and white birth outcomes. Why? You know, how do we address that? Um, we recognize that even for diabetes and cancer diagnosis, there are some communities, and, and they're not all communities of color. There are communities in our rural areas of Wisconsin that are, that are suffering great disparities. Like, how do we address those things? So how do we connect people who have navigated, because we know that science says that peer support concepts work the best, right? I'm going to learn better from you, Charlie, just because I know you. So if you teach me, well, I'm how, sure that's debatable, but <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm willing to trust you, right? Just because of our relationship, if you teach me how to manage my diabetes, or if you teach me how to have a healthy birth outcome, or how to rear my children, right. let me tell you, that doesn't come with a handbook. I don't know if you all knew that or not. If you do, if you have one, truer words never spoken, <laughs> right? So, so even that that knowledge. It helps improve our health outcomes. Now I can make wiser decisions. There are a couple gaps that have occurred in our communities, uh, in our culture, as a result of a number of things. One is the drug epidemic. Mm -hmm. 
right? That really has ripped families apart. Um, war, war always breaks the, the, the family nucleus, right? Where, you know, that's where you begin to see, we can talk about ACEs, adverse childhood um, experiences and what those scores and how they impact us. That's that public health stuff, right? Um, but there are some real correlations to what we physically see happening with people in their lives that, that's low-hanging fruit to address. Uh, so that's what we do. It sounds complicated, but it's not. The workforce comes because uh, historically the village concept has been built on the fact that, you know, Big Mama knows how to do this. And, the, the, you know, Miss Janet on the corner understands, you know, how to support this, this person, right? We've always done these things from the heart. Well, now we know that there's a cost return on that. There's, an, there's a return on investment when you empower community to take care of themselves. And how do we structure that? So that is the work of Unite WI. Okay. So I, I want to um, tell a quick story of how we met. So most times, uh, professional people you meet at an event, a political <laughs> fundraiser, <laughs> you meet, you know, a friend introduces you, this is so-and-so, so you and I met on a boat. Yes, we did. <laughs> it was not a normal occurrence, but it was during uh, was known as Homecella, which is took their name from Coachella, which is the music festival out in California. Yeah. And that's the Hone Bridge is the bridge that goes over uh, from the uh, Milwaukee River into Lake Michigan, and they light it has lights on it, so we got to ride. It was like seventy five boats or something going yeah. up and down the Milwaukee cool. River. And we were on the same boat, and we struck up a conversation, and it turned out we have a lot of common interests. Um, but I, st I still tell people, that, oh, yeah, I met her on a boat. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience. And you know why I love Hone? Um, because the tagline is, change happens at the speed of trust. Mm -hmm. that's, a real, that's a real thing. And, and I've seen it in government. That, you know, it doesn't always take a long time for bills to get done, Charlie. If you have the right people with trust at the table, it happens just like that. Right. And so when you have people that are coming together intentionally to identify how do we, how do we align? Like, it was a hand in glove. Like, you were like, yeah, I'll go over there and cook. I was like, whoa, that was, that was easy. <laughs> and, and that experience, we, we will never be able to measure what that impact has on, on those men that experience that, right? That is that is how change happens, right? Just being able to do that. So we met on the boat, and, and this is why I say work-life balance is possible. It's, it's, it's highly doable. We had a, we had a fun boat. Um, so um, tell us a little about your family. I have two girls, 13 and 20. So uh, she is uh, at a, an Alberno student uh, studying psychology. Mm -hmm. And then I have a 13-year-old who's an MCP, Milwaukee College Prep student. We love our scholars. She's amazing. Um, I took my grandma to church this morning, so she's very near and dear to me. Uh, we worship on Saturdays. Okay. I'm here because it is good to do good on the Sabbath is what they Check say. Check it out. <laughs> grandma takes, goes to church. It's her birthday, and she's still here. So you know. Yeah, yeah. I, this is I good. This it. is good stuff here. This is good stuff. So um, yeah, I you know my mom, she is the best nanny ever. It's it's amazing that I can I can truly say I have an amazing support system because I I do a lot. You know, uh, too much is given, much is required, and right. so 
Uh, life is a production, and it's good to have great cast members. So, we call this serious people with serious jobs having a little fun. So, have a little fun today. So, okay. what are we preparing? We are cooking fried green tomatoes. Now, I told you I'm from Mississippi, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love fried green tomatoes. It is my favorite snack, lunch, breakfast, dinner. You can eat fried green tomatoes any time of the day. Absolutely. We put a little twist on this. So we're going to do a BLT. Uh -huh. But it's going to be a bacon fried green tomatoes and lettuce, right? And we're, we're going to use turkey, break, turkey bacon uh -huh. uh, just as an alternative to the standard BLT sandwich. And I give you a little apron so you don't get your nice clothes all dirty on your yeah. birthday. Because I'm sure you're going somewhere after this. And they're going to you got stuff all over yourself. Well, I um, ain't good with Charlie. So, all right. So, give us a chance to set up. We've done a little prep work, and we're gonna uh, cook the. Uh, we're gonna fry the green tomatoes. That was one of the first things that I ever remember my grandmother making. Mm. We, from Southern Maryland, and we would. Uh, she had big old cast iron pans. You'd make fried green tomatoes, um, and it's it's one of those memories of childhood that I'll always remember. So, right, give us a minute. We'll be right back. All right, we're over here by the stove. Bria has uh, gotten us organized here. We've, mm -hmm. We're going to cook in a big old cast iron pan. Yep. And we're doing the green tomatoes over there. So um, if you notice, there's like 800 spices. <laughs> so Bria, you were telling, you were trying to replicate the uh, Colonel's 13 <laughs> spices from Kentucky Fried Chicken. So, you know, when, when I cook, for whatever reason, I like to bring out all of my spices or a a large majority of them just because you never know what feeling's going to run over you, right? And you kind of make your best recipes right. when it moves. So, uh, today we do have our standard spices. I, of course, we have to have a little salt. Um, but I love thyme and rosemary, which is about everything. Now, one of the things that we're mindful of when we cook is because I, I, I talked about our work at Unite WI, we want to be health conscious. Hypertension is a huge issue in, in community, right? So uh, we want to be mindful to, to season mostly. Like, this is one of the reasons why I love thyme and, and rosemary. They're just healthy, natural, you know, alternatives. So less salt. Less, yeah, less salt, right? Gotcha. We want to be mindful of that. So um, You can always add you, more. You just can't take it out. Yeah, it's true. But when you see me, you're going to see that I'm going to season a little bit of... So I season my egg. Um, I season my tomatoes as well. But I also season, I season my cornmeal, and the reason being is because you know when if you're you're using like some of the herbs and in its natural state, not a lot of salt, um, then you you need to have you want to feel the flavor, right? So that's what we like. We like we like flavor. Put a little bit of um, crushed peppers in there, just because that helps us well. Oh, all right, so we just want to mix these up. And you know, a lot of the seasoning falls off in the in the grease anyways. All right, so let's get our first. All right, so we're going to dip it in. You put a little, teeny little bit of buttermilk into the eggs. Yes, I did. Right. And I seasoned the eggs as well. So I like to put a nice coat here. Um, I drizzle oil on the tomatoes before I season them so that it can stick well. Now you don't want your seasonings falling off. That's not that's 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 not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. And then the other thing I try to do because I like for um, I like to try to time how how my, my, my food cooks. 
try to put in as many in at one time as possible. You can pair it with so many things. Alright. Everybody in the pool. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Alright, so these will fry for about what two, three minutes each side. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you smell that rosemary already? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be a big help and turn these. Um, not yet though. Not, not yet. yet. One of the things we gotta be mindful of, so these are cooked a little, they're cut a little thick. And you want your tomatoes to cook through. Right. So we're not gonna let them burn. I should have had more ready for this. You season. can see there's a beginning of a little Oh, yeah, go on. ahead, go ahead. You can put that one. Right. You know what, the, unless uh, center good? this eye. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you see that? Do you see right. that? Oh, that's gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, a little, I have a little bit of, uh, just a little bit of OCD type thing going on every once in a while. So you see how this is all like nice and ordered, organized. Absolutely. And laid in, yeah, that makes me happy. All right, all right. awesome, that's beautiful. Um, all right, so we're gonna, we'll fry these tomatoes and then as soon as we get them completed, we'll move on to uh, getting the sandwiches together. All right, let's take a little look-see here. You see the crust. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. This is this one? There's a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But these we can probably take out. Yeah. Pan over here. Take them. Drain. All right. So the the tomatoes are getting there. So Bria's gonna go ahead and put together a remoulade sauce that we're gonna put together. Mm -hmm for um, our fried green tomato BLT while I continue to... I'm helping here. This is me helping. Yes, we love it. You are the best in the kitchen here. Professional eater. <laughs> so Bria, so we so got... we're mixing... Okay. We're mixing our mayo, our Dijon mustard. We got a little bit of pickle juice we're going to add to it. Our little pickle juice. And, of course, our horseradish. Oh, yeah, I can't see that. Our horseradish. Kind of mix this together first. And then we'll put our tobacco. Put our seasoning, our Creole seasoning. All right, so we're going to put the remoulade sauce on the uh, sandwiches. Yes, it smells amazing already. Yeah. So, so have this. Uh, um, so Charlie asked me before, do I use measuring spoons? Typically, I do in most in most situations, but in some instances, you can uh, season to feel. Is that how they call it? You season. Uh huh. Season to feel. A lot of cooks are like that. They don't have to measure, and those are the people who are not bakers. Okay. Because baking is science, and you have exact measurements. Yes. And so, a lot of good cooks are not good bakers because they don't want to measure. Oh. Well, all right. So, all right. Just a little bit of Tabasco sauce, yeah. now, not too much, because not everybody likes spicy. Yeah, but it's just it's for us. So you like spicy? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that's good for. <laughs> you all should have saw his face. He's like, of course. Put a little bit more in there for you. Probably. Just a little. All more. right. That's good. All right. Some other some more hanger honors. Oh, and I love when it gets that color. All right, Bria's finishing up the remoulade. We've got our tomatoes out, and they're letting them drain a little bit. And then we've got our bacon in the back. We've already cooked. 
And we've got some bread that we're going to put into uh, and get some toasty on it and some lettuce. And we'll be right back. Alright, Bria, so we're getting ready to put it together. So here are tomatoes. We toasted some bread, a little butter on it, lettuce, remoulade sauce, and bacon. So why don't you take it away? We'll make a couple of these and then we'll have to sit down and eat them. So typically, I, uh, I I cook my bread on the stove and then in a skillet, but we are here today. I'm just gonna take these off because if you leave them on the pan too long, they get soggy at the bottom. So those are all things you wanna be mindful of. I don't want soggy bread. So no, I soggy bread bad. Yeah, soggy bread is bad, all right. Move these right. over. So, um, unfortunately, I always have to go B L T right. because it goes bacon, lettuce, and then today, I'm sorry, um, bacon, lettuce, fried green tomatoes instead of the standard T. Um, I'm going to coat this first one um, with our sauce, and you know, some people might eat it different. I'll, I'll eat this one. You can put it on mine. Okay, I will put it Just on put on everybody's. We made it, so they're okay. gonna they can eat it. And so we're gonna take our bacon, and I, I like mine to just kind of fit nice and, and cute here. Okay. The lettuce. So B L is lettuce. We just add our lettuce here. Get a little more. And then our tomato. Now I'm just gonna put one tomato on for okay. now. Uh, let's put this here and then let's coat our next piece of bread. Mm -hmm. Oh, this smells amazing. Now, I didn't have breakfast, so. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready. So here All right, so we are. Remoulade sauce on both sides. We're gonna yep. cut it in, uh, into a triangle. And then we're going to put the rest of these together. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to sit down. And we're going to have a bite. All right. Here we are. Um, these are... <laughs> I can't wait to eat these. Because at first I'm starving and they look great. So, Bria, tell us what we have here. So, we have a bacon... Turkey bacon. Fried green tomatoes and lettuce. It's our BLT sandwich. Right. And we have a little remoulade sauce remoulade on it. Remoulade sauce, yep. And... It's Bria's birthday, so you got Bria a little. Charlie's great. A little cupcake here. Well, not a cupcake. I'm not sure what it is. Some, it's a carrot cake. A big old something or other. It's beautiful. All right. So you've already. I know you've already gotten your birthday wish to be here on the show. So uh, make another wish. Okay, I'm not gonna make it out loud though. I uh, know. Just to yourself, and then you blow it out. And, right. All right. So that's that's for after our sandwiches. All right. Napkin on that. Yes, I am excited about this too. I love fried green tomatoes. All right, we're gonna have a little taste of our fried green tomato BLT. Mmm, this is great, and the remoulade sauce mm -hmm. gives a little tang. Much better than I expected. No, you're supposed to say this is exactly what I expected. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, and the, the bacon and the the tomatoes are cooked perfectly. They're just slightly firm mm -hmm. but they're not mushy mm -hmm. they've got some taste to them mm -hmm. have a little kick with a little hot sauce in the remoulade mm. i see this in my future <laughs> i mean besides right now i'm excited about you all trying this at home 
So, Bria, mm -hmm. happy birthday. Mm. <laughs> and thank you so much for mm -hmm. taking time out on your birthday and on a Saturday morning to come out here and make us a uh, delicious fried green tomato BLT and also telling your story and talking about the work that you're doing in the community and, and helping to make Milwaukee a better place. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do this show, shine a light on people who are trying to make a difference and you definitely are doing that. Yeah. So, um, thank you. Pleasure. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thank you. Alright, so mm -hmm. we appreciate everyone's support. Please like and subscribe comment that's always appreciated mm -hmm. and as always thanks for watching and happy birthday thank you all thank you and we're out. that was fun charlie <laughs> i'm ready oh now you're ready i am <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of cooking with milwaukee community leaders cooking with milwaukee community leaders is brought to you by cooking secrets for men llc and was recorded in the Third Ward in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We feature and profile community leaders who are trying to make Milwaukee a better place. The tagline is, serious people with serious jobs having a little fun. Our guests choose the recipes that we use on the show. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get great podcasts. The original YouTube video for this episode is available on our YouTube channel, Cooking Secret for Men, all rights reserved. Thanks, and see you next time on Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders.